Game four, game four, AD falling on the floor. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. All right, so the game four recap. The Lakers won 102 to 96. AD fell on the floor about three times. Uh, I mean, when he wasn't like pushed to the floor by someone else, he just kind of fell down that many times. And we called it. We said, "Watch for it. He's going to be out of the frame. He's going to fall down." And that was and one he of the, did. that was one of the better parts of the game because honestly, it was kind of a boring game otherwise. Yeah, I uh, I really didn't enjoy Game Four very much. I mean, LeBron had a great stat line because he's LeBron. He started off a little slow, but had a great stat line overall. Sunk those, as Paul will call them, the three-pointers, Paul. Oh, the little threes. The little threes. In the third quarter, just those deep threes that it's like when LeBron's hitting them, it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Because then it's like, are we guarding LeBron 30 feet away from the basket? No, because then he's just going to drive past us. Right. And are we gonna are we gonna just pack the paint? Well, no. If he's gonna make thirty footers, like, fuck. All right. Guess we could just lose this game. Therein lies the greatness of LeBron James. I I think LeBron has been the best offensive player in the series. I would agree. You know, I was looking back through stats from the first few games because I was trying to th- figure out why Game Four felt so off to me, and I think the reason it felt a little off to me, or just not as exciting was games one and two you had both lebron and ad like very on i mean yeah scoring over 30 points i know ad scored like 34 the first game i don't have the stats in front of me but um they dominated those games and it was very apparent and it was like they felt like finals performances the yeah, best players like what, playing at their peak yes yeah, like what you expect from the finals yeah and then game 3 you have Jimmy buckets as you said Paul going banana buckets going fucking insane going banana buckets i mean that's a highlight game that's like a statement game statement he's going to look back and tell his grandkids like your old your old man did this in yeah. game 3 of the nba old finals old man butler went yeah. banana buckets and then yeah. game 4 you're expecting okay bam is back Game day decision. Awesome. Um, how does the injury affect him? We don't know, but hopefully he can come back and play like Bam. And he played fine, but it just, honestly, it seemed a little sloppy to me. No it, no one from this game is going to tell their grandkids about it. Exactly. They're not going to be like, man, let me tell you about game four of the 2020 NBA Finals. They're going to be like, yeah, it was a game. The Lakers won. And uh, moving on to a better game. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm going to give a lot of credit to the Lakers' defense because their team defense has really ratcheted up, and it was yeah. really solid in Game 4. I mean, you know, like Paul said, it was a close score, but the game, it, it didn't feel that close to me, honestly, because the Lakers led, if you look, they led most of the entire game, and they led for the entire fourth quarter, some of the third as well. And so I just felt like they pretty much had it in the bag. We were watching it, and in the first quarter, I'm like, yeah, the Lakers are probably going to win. Just because of the attitude they came out with, that 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 defense they came out with. That that offensive swag they the came out with. offensive swag. <laughs> Frank Vogel's offensive. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big... I mean, Frank Vogel is fine, but when you, when you build your mantra around, like, 
offensive swag and you know AD did really well he had the Mamba mentality like obviously Kobe Bryant was an amazing player and that Laker legacy and everything is super apparent yeah but he's and, not and the coach of the team <laughs> no and, and it's obviously warranted because of what happened however I mean to Anthony Davis like he can have the Anthony Davis mentality like yeah Anthony just... Davis is a great player in his own right or a max salary NBA player mentality of, oh, maybe I should take the last shot because I'm getting paid 30-something million dollars. Right. While it's, I think, important for that franchise to pay respect um, and tribute to Kobe, that doesn't have to be their identity. I mean, they have LeBron James right. on their team. They have Anthony Davis on their team. And I had said LeBron's been the best offensive player. Yes. I think AD has been the best defensive player. You know, I was complaining last game about him not getting enough rebounds. He did get nine rebounds last game, which was good. But his defense, in general, has been so yeah, his, good. His rebounding numbers have not been good. Correct. But just his overall influence on the game is the, just, it's like, you can't drive. I mean, he guarded Jimmy Butler at, to begin game four. And Jimmy Butler was like, all right, I'm just going to pass the ball. Like, I don't want to mess with AD. Exactly. When You know... Even when he's not blocking shots, which he does, yeah, with with uh, with great regularity, he alters a lot of shots, and he makes um, the offensive player think multiple times about driving in the paint. And it, it's the it's the Rudy Gobert effect too, right? Because even if Rudy Gobert doesn't have the most blocks in the league, it's because people aren't shooting near him because they're so worried about getting blocked. I mean, not to bring it back to football, but it's like when you have. A guy who's played cornerback for multiple years at a really high level, and then all of a sudden the quarterback just doesn't throw there because, like, I'm not going to have a, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw toward the cornerback who's going to probably get a pick off my shitty wide receiver. Is this another fuck Kirk Cousins incoming? And also, fuck Kirk Cousins. Is there there some (laughs) trauma that this is building up to? No, not really. Just if anyone cares about football that's listening. <laughs> but anyway, if if you have the best offensive player in LeBron, the best defensive player in AD, and then LeBron is still very good on defense and AD is very good on offense, like you're gonna win the game. What what hurt what hurts me in this series is just Dragic being out. Because like you said, it was a close game, and if you replace Kendrick Nunn with Dragic, that's a huge upgrade for the Heat. And maybe you still don't win the game, but your it's percentage chance of, of winning is way higher. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it is, you know, I know, Paul, you had made the point back in the Boston series. I mean, obviously Hayward was able to come back. And that's that's just a huge boost to the whole team morale. Right. It's like, oh, we got, like, when Hayward came back, it just kind of elevates everyone. They're like, all right, we got this. You know, instead of Brad Wanamaker... We now have Gordon Hayward. Like, it's a huge upgrade. And everyone's like, all right, I'm going to play great because we have our whole team back. And the thing about the Heat, too, that I think really has kind of stifled the finals for them is, man, they came out of that Boston series with a heaping ton of momentum. And, I mean, barring any injuries, if Bam and Dragic, like, both hadn't got injured, we might have a totally different series right now. Because there's so much to be said about momentum in sports. Oh, yeah. And Boston's like, can we play the Heat without Bam and Goran Dragic? Like, 
Boston would probably win if Goran Dragic isn't playing and Bam's hurt for two games. If Bam Adebayo is not playing against the Celtics, the Celtics win. Yeah. Their small ball lineups would, would have easily engulfed yeah, like, the Heat. Yeah. The Celtics would beat the Heat team that's playing right now in the finals. It's just unfortunate timing that Bam and Dragic got hurt when they did. Yeah. I, you know, but it is what it is, and we are where we are. It is, and it is what it is. I mean, there, I don't believe there should be an asterisk on this finals. No. You know, even though it's in the bubble, you know, and we're saying injuries like injuries just happened, right? You can go back through a whole bunch of NBA finals and be like, Oh, this, this team was missing that player and they're missing this player. You don't get asterisks for that. No, I don't, I don't even think the bubble should be an asterisk. Like teams showed up, they had to play, you know, this, it looks like LA is going to win and it's going to be a legit title. And yeah, I mean, as much as I like to shit on the Lakers, they, if they win, they obviously deserve it. Right. It is not easy to win an NBA championship. Bubble or no bubble? Bubble or no bubble. It doesn't matter because the talent is there. It's not like the talent gets worse when you go in the bubble. In fact, I would almost argue the talent's probably better in a sense because all you're focusing on is basketball. All you have and who is, is the game. Who is the bigger home court advantage between LA and Miami? Like, uh, like, like out of the bubble? Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one because obviously Miami's home court really... I mean, they saw their identity be created with the Heatles. I mean, those... Like, that was crazy back then. Do you do you think Miami would boo LeBron coming back for the finals? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think they would. I mean, I think it's been so long and the Cleveland title in between. I don't think they would boo him. But I don't would, think... But that would be kind of interesting. That would be kind of funny. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they should boo him if if that were the case because, yeah, I think you make a good point, right? There's been the Cleveland title in the middle. He did win two titles for your franchise. So at that point, it's been a lot of years. Respect would probably be the, probably honestly, standing ovation, frankly, for LeBron. Yeah, probably. Even in a finals series at this point. So which, which celebrity courtside would make the biggest difference between the two? You have DJ Khaled from Miami. <laughs> is he is he the biggest celebrity? Is is Drake from Miami um, as <laughs> Drake, well? Because Drake. he seems to like to. I mean, now that Toronto Drake, is finally Drake's good, from every, Drake's from everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drake was from Golden State. He was from Oakland for a few years. When they were, what were they doing when he was there? Winning titles. Okay, and then what was? And wasn't he there for the Heat back in the day too? Yeah. When they were. Yeah. Winning titles. And then. Canada's where he's from. Toronto Raptors. He was really hype last year for them, right? Yeah, and he what, was. What he happened was, last year? With he was the trying. Toronto he was Raptors? claiming that team as their own. He even became like an official ambassador for the team. And what happened with the Raptors last season? They won. Won the title. Yeah. Right. Drake, you're right. Drake, Drake would be courtside at both LA <laughs> and, and Miami. Like whoever's whoever's leading Just at the half, he's going to switch the jersey and like yeah. come out for the other team. Um, yeah. He, He'd be dapping up the rappers from <laughs> from Oakland and then going down and dapping up from Miami. <laughs> I mean, like DJ Khaled is an interesting guy, but I kind of respect DJ Khaled because he knows who he is. Yeah. He's, like, oh yeah, he just shows up at parties like, another one. Yeah, another one. DJ Khaled, we the best. And it's like... And he, I mean, that's a good hype man, honestly. He's actually a cool guy, like, off the scenes. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, so DJ Khaled for but the he's, Heat. Yeah, but he's not intimidating. Who are we going up against for the Lakers? Courtside. I mean, Jack Nicholson's their he's their longest running kind of. It's one of those things though. Is like, is I mean, look, Jack Nicholson is an OG, amazing the yeah, guy, right? Yeah. But is he is he like does because he's been doing it for so long? Is there a Jack Nicholson effect that would help, or is it just Jack Nicholson's at a Lakers game? So, so I think I think the real impact from the fans would be the ladies. In L.A., you got the Kardashians. Oh God! <laughs> right? You got Chloe and Kendall just going through the NBA by themselves. They might be courtside. Ugh. Does that does that Ugh. impact the game? You got. You I got think a bunch it impacts of, uh... the game negatively for the Lakers. <laughs> Honestly, they should stay far. So they need far to. Away. So they need to stay in the bubble. Well, you remember when, like Kim Kardashian had that curse forever. The Kardashian <laughs> curse, yeah. like Reggie Bush and all that back in the day. Yeah, yeah I Kardashian about curse. Reggie Bush. <laughs> so I'm not sure they want. Uh, I'm not sure they want them anywhere near. So maybe this is why the Lakers won. Or will win. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you are right. They have not won yet. Well, and again, we uh, go back to the beginning of the season, which seems like three years ago. It does. <laughs> a lot of people talked about the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, Paul and I both thought that the advantage actually would go to the Clippers in the bubble. We just thought it kind of worked better, but obviously it didn't. But the Lakers... <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we were wrong. We, we were, were wrong. We were totally wrong. <laughs> but a lot of people thought the Lakers would win. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, I don't honestly... I mean... Look, it's LeBron, so he could win any on any team. But yep. he's he has earned that respect. But then he's thirty five, and you kind of start to say maybe LeBron at thirty five isn't the same as LeBron at thirty, and we need to factor that in a little bit. And then LeBron comes out and he's like, actually, fuck you, I'm still amazing or better. Yeah, because I have the experience. Yep. So the Lakers are where a lot of people thought they were going to be, and yeah, talking about home court advantage and talking about if celebrities have an impact or if the fan bases have an impact, I think is an interesting point. But the cool thing about the bubble is it, none of that matters. It's just basketball. It's just basketball. Um, and the Lakers have played the best basketball and they've always needed someone else to show up, right? Like LeBron is LeBron. AD is AD, but it's still a team sport. And Rondo has stepped up in some moments. KCP was really great last game. It was KCP had a really nice. He scored eight of the first ten LA points. I think he only had fifteen points total, but he still had a good game. But they were yeah, it's weird because right in the end, fifteen points is fifteen points. But like he scored the first eight and kept them close in the beginning. He had a really nice driving layup bucket at the end. Yes, you know that kind of helped ice the game. Like not every bucket is an equal bucket, and he had some impactful buckets. Which, good for KCP. He kind of gets shit on from time to time. Yeah, but, and I think he's really found his role with this team. And he played um, good defense. He, uh, the whole Lakers team played good defense. And a guy that um, I really have to give some credit to is Caruso. Because he's been a dog. I mean... Yeah, and Kuzma's been playing well too. Yep. Yeah, they've really... Even though, so Paul and I both really loved the Nuggets this year in the playoffs, and they just what what a fun team to root for. Jamal Murray is like just oh, just he's a, a gamer. He's he's, a, a, he's a gamer, and and the Joker is well, we'll talk about this at a later time. But when we get into like top ten players and things like that, but he's really Nikola good. Jokic is really 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 good. Um, 
But the thing about the Denver team that's so interesting is, while Jokic and Murray aren't on the level currently that LeBron and AD are, their role players are better than the Lakers role players. I think that's pretty easy to say. Right. I, I think if you give LeBron GM powers and he's like, hey, we can trade Caruso for Michael Porter Jr. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, he'd be like, okay, done. Deal. You have, I mean, you have Jeremy Grant. And then he'd be like, you have Gary hey, Harris. by the way, we can trade Markeith Morris for Jeremy Grant. You'd yeah. be like, yeah, that sounds great. Absolutely. Hey, we can trade Kuzma for Torrey Craig. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'd probably do that. And so I guess my point is, while like Denver has those amazing role players, I, I do want to give some credit to the Lakers for those guys stepping up. Playoff Rondo. They, and they've played well, and they're not forcing shots. They kind of have like low, like they've kind of low key peaked at the right time. Yeah, they kind of. They're, I mean, they're, they're playing the basketball they need to play. None of them are playing flashy games. You're not having Caruso going out and dropping 25, but they're doing what they need to do to win. Because again, like Paul said, you have AD, you have LeBron. Those guys are your anchors. They're going to combine for anywhere between 50 to 70 points, <laughs> depending on the night. And so then you need one or two guys to get you 10 to 15, and then the other guys get you seven eight points get a couple of good assists get some rebounds alter block a couple of shots play good team defense and you win a championship yeah and we've kind of glossed over danny green that's also yeah yeah he hasn't been great by any means but he's been fine he did score 10 points in the game uh he's been been fine like he just he shoots the open three yeah you know 50 50 (laughs) actually technically worse than 50 (laughs) worse than 50 50, worse than 50 50 but you know, you're you're not upset if you're the Lakers. You're like, okay, Danny Green is taking an open three, and he's playing passable defense. That's what you need. And they're basically getting that exact same production from Markeith Morris, from Caruso. And, uh, and they got an open three from fucking J.R. Smith. <laughs> so they're definitely going to win. So J.R. Smith hasn't really played that many minutes. But who's been the worst player on the Lakers that's actually played minutes? I have my pick of Dwight Howard. I have my pick of Dwight Howard. (laughs) Just because you're like, fuck Dwight Howard. Fuck Dwight Howard. (laughs) I don't like Dwight Howard. First of all, uh, going off on a little tangent, one of my all-time favorite coaches in the NBA, just personality-wise, is Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van. Stan Van. Shout out to Stan Van. He's a real one. Shout out to Stan Van. Shout out to Stan Van. I love Stan Van Gundy. Who doesn't? Uh, if I you just, don't love Stan Van Gundy, go fix yourself. Ye, or go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, you can fix yourself. And fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Stan Van Gundy, it, <laughs> I don't know. He's got that fun personality. He's a good coach, too, but I love Stan Van. Anyway, the way that Dwight Howard treated Stan Van, the whole Orlando situation, it was just, it was just classless. Uh, I think people maybe sometimes forget, but the Houston Rockets situation with Kevin McHale, that sucked. And McHale maybe wasn't going to be a championship coach, but that guy was a good coach, and he was treated like garbage. And more importantly than a good coach, he's a really good human being, like a super good dude. And he still deserves to be treated with respect. And he wasn't. Uh, So, yeah, Dwight Howard is not my favorite person in the NBA. I think he's kind of childish in the way he acts. I think he thinks he's better than he actually is. Like We hated him against Denver. He was clowning on Jokic and trying to draw fouls, and Jokic is like, 
embellishment what's that <laughs> you know it's, yeah he's just he's i mean he's become kind of a he's become kind of a dirty player but not even a good dirty player like no, he's he's just like trying to hype everyone up and doing a really bad job of it yeah he needs to take lessons from our boy dj khaled dj khaled just goes and hypes people up that's what he does. That's what Dwight Howard's trying to do, and he's just not doing it. I mean, if we're talking about hype men, Myers Leonard is a far better hype man than Dwight Howard. You see Myers Leonard always on the sidelines like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And Dwight Howard's would, just mad that would he you rather, commits fouls. Would you rather have Myers Leonard or Dwight Howard on your team? I would rather have Myers Leonard because even though Dwight Howard may have better stats and be a better actual basketball player at this point with the minutes he's been given and the role in the Lakers, He's toxic, and the Lakers are a lucky franchise in the fact that they have the cornerstones they have. Yep. But I think if he wasn't on a team with LeBron, he would be pulling some shit because he likes to pull shit. You might just realize the Lakers are. The Lakers are a Bloody Mary. You take a bunch of shit ingredients, and you put them together, and you're kind of expecting something tasty to come out of it. Is LeBron, like, what is LeBron and the Bloody Mary, though? Is he the alcohol? Probably. Yeah, LeBron's got to be the alcohol. He's got to be the alcohol. Because without that, you're like, the fuck is this? Yeah. This is like tomato juice and olives. Like, who the and fuck like, drinks that? And, like, maybe a pickle and, I mean, look, a slice of bacon would be good, too, but. Uh, AD is the bacon. And everything else is just kind of whatever. Like a bunch of toxic shit you throw together and, personally, fuck Bloody Marys. I think they're awful. I don't hate Bloody Marys, but it takes a very specific circumstance for me to be in the mood for a Bloody Mary. But it's a bunch of stuff that people just kind of don't want. You throw it all together. Like, Caruso's the celery, and, you know, it's like kind of celery's kind of whatever. But and like, mixed in with alcohol, hey, celery's and, doing okay. <laughs> and, I mean, Rondo has had problems on teams. Dwight has had, like, very big problems on teams. No one else would probably even take J.R. Smith. Uh, Morris? Yeah, one of the Morris <laughs> twins. Morris. I mean, these are some toxic players. And that just I mean, that goes to show the respect that LeBron James gets from his from yeah, his fellow players. It, this would not work without LeBron James. No. Without him being the clear cut number one in the league who's like, shut the fuck up and do your job, or else I'm gonna find you. Like, I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna hurt you. And they're like, oh shit, this dude means it. <laughs> like you're you guys are a bunch of dumbasses. But yeah. if you want to win a championship, stay in, I'm, stay I'm in allowing the you to I'm allowing you to to ride my coattails yeah. so we can win a championship. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey Marquise, you want to be better than your brother? Stand in the corner, make a three, and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Marquise's like, oh, I'm gonna talk back to him. And LeBron's like, no. <laughs> no. I'm not dealing with it. Again, the greatness of LeBron James. He just he he kind of right now he just kind of has it all, and it is cool to see if he does win another championship. It will be cool to see for multiple reasons. Championship of three teams, his fourth overall. Um, but yeah, back to Dwight Howard. He's he's been okay, stat wise, but yeah, his his attitude is too toxic for me. I think and and the other Lakers that are getting minutes, like we were just talking about, are being very productive. Yeah. And they're not causing so Dwight, issues. They're so not... Dwight has started the games, and then that's it. Yes. He played 7 minutes and 49 seconds in game 4. Everyone else played more than that. The next lowest was Kyle Kuzma at 19 minutes. 
So I'm not even sure why they're starting Dwight at this point. I guess maybe just to give AD a little bit of a break at some point. But they're playing them together, so well, I don't even know. Maybe they know, just don't even bother with Dwight next game. They're like, all right, fuck you, Dwight. <laughs> no, I, th- I think actually, I mean, I think probably the main reason they're starting him is so he can bring some offensive swag. <laughs> that that cucumber has a lot of offensive swag. A lot of offensive swag. Uh, so that was game four. It was meh. It wasn't great. I expect game five. I'm gonna. I'm just. My prediction is the Lakers win. My prediction is they close it out. Um, I would love if it was pushed to six or seven, just for the competitive nature of a finals. But. The way their defense has progressed as a team through the finals and through the playoffs. They're peaking at the right time. They're peaking you at the right it. time. They you have the complimentary it. players. And LeBron James wants to close it out next game. He does not want Miami to win. He does not want them to force a game six and then potentially a seven. He wants to shut it down now. With And again, his stat line was good. He had a good game last game. He's going to shut it down. Either he or AD or both, I believe, will have big games. Yeah, I mean, I can see LeBron just doing a triple-double. Just like a casual 20-10-10, and 10, and the Lakers win the game. It That's not far-fetched. What I want to see is I want to see AD dominate. I want to see him, and we just, we've said we that. We haven't really seen it, but the crazy thing is he hasn't needed to. They're about to win the NBA Finals, and he hasn't been, like, crazy. He's been very good, but he hasn't been like, oh my god, is he on LeBron's level? No, it's very clear. LeBron is LeBron and AD is the number two. It is. How? But I would like to see him. I would just that would be to me the ideal situation in which the Lakers win the finals is AD has a monster game. LeBron plays a LeBron in the finals game, which are all yep. excellent, and they close it out kind they, of in style. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but they close it out in style because. If they win like they yeah. did in Game Four, it's going to be a really anticlimactic end. And there is to some a great momentum NBA season. that carries into next season. If AD goes out and drops forty in in the final game of the season, like that carries through. He's going to start next season with a whole bunch of offensive swag. And <laughs> <laughs> that Mamba mentality. Uh, by the way, Lakers, we are available to coach, and we you don't even have to pay us millions. You just have to pay us tens of millions. <laughs> we can, we can. How, how does that uh it, yeah yeah genie bus if you're listening um i have a better hairstyle than frank vogel and i, I might i might cross my arms as much though <laughs> i don't know i can be an assistant coach that's fine hey whatever works or don't hire us because we have no experience <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, look, I, it's fun to shit on Frank Vogel, but I, at the I, end of the day, like he's going to be a championship coach. So, I mean, good for him. I also want to pitch ourselves to the Brooklyn Nets while we're at it because you can co-head head coach for a day. I can co-head coach for a day. I'll be fine passing it off to Kyrie and KD. I know we talked about it on the last episode, but the more I think about it, the more insane it sounds. Steve Nash... If you all remember, Steve Nash played point guard in the National <laughs> Basketball Association. He he what? Uh, primarily for the Phoenix Suns, but also played for the Mavs. 
and and was an absolute baller shot caller. And we did not, but we are also more than happy to pass off head coaching duties to someone else since they'll get paid. <laughs> that's, I, that's the American dream right there. I want to get paid millions of dollars to let someone else do the work for me. Are you also going to run for president? Uh, maybe. That sounds like kind of what's happening now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, anyway. First stop, NBA head coach. Second stop, president. President. Third stop, I don't know. Prison? Probably. <laughs> I was going to say the moon. Maybe. Mars. Mars? Prison on Mars? Is Elon Musk going <laughs> to build a private prison on Mars? Is yeah. that probably what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you monetize it. <laughs> and look, I'm not a big fan of billionaires, but I do have to give a quick shout out to the Cubes because even though he is a billionaire, he's like, to me, the most down to earth billionaire. He seems like the billionaire I'd want to have a beer with the most. Which is not like probably any of them, but him, yeah. I don't think I would hate having a beer with him. No, he seems pretty all right. I think there are a few billionaires where I think you'd have a beer with them and they'd still ask you to split the tab and you'd be like, the fuck is your problem? You know, but Cubes would be like, no, I got this. Then he'd leave the waitress like a thousand dollar tip. Wouldn't think anything of it because it's like a penny to him. Well, and if you went to a bar with Jeff Bezos, I'm pretty sure that he would just order like a pint of blood. And then he would just buy the bar. And then like wreck the bar <laughs> and then... Make it like a mini Amazon shipping center that was it's, fully automated and had no people working there. Or it'd be like an Amazon convenience store that had kegs on tap and you could pour your own beer and it'd be really cool, but everyone would also feel kind of dirty about using it. And he'd make it a subscription service where the price yeah. increased every month. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't give him ideas. We need to no, get out of this really, You're right. <laughs> so yeah, game five. I expect Lakers to close that out, but we'll see. I'm excited to watch it because I, I want to see, like I said, AD. I want to see him meet the moment of being a super-duper star. That's what I want to see. On the topic of super-duper star, going to segue here, and I have a little trivia question for you. Let's hit it. What is the record for consecutive 20-point games by a player? So the player and number of games? Player and number of games. Consecutive 20-point games, I actually feel like, okay. When you think about it... I always want to say Michael Jordan, but I don't think it is. I think it might be Steph Curry. So I just want to point out for everyone, 20 doesn't sound like a lot, but 20 is a lot. It is a lot. 20 is a lot of points. Like Jimmy Butler scored 40 in game three, and it was like, oh, 40. That's double 20 if my math checks out, which it does. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, just having even a few 20-point games in a row is not a small feat. Like no. if, you, if you average 25 in the NBA, you're a good player, and you're going to have a, a few games where you don't hit 20. So that being said, what do you think is the record number of games in a row, number of 20-point games? 36. I'll give you a hint. It's longer than a season. Oh, wow. 91. Keep going. 104. Keep going. 160. 126. Steph Curry, right? It is not Steph Curry. Okay, that's surprising to me. Think of very dominant big men. Shaq. Nope. Hakeem Olajuwon. No, but 
Shout out to Hakeem. Shout out to the Dream. One of my favorite players. God, just part of the reason I got into the NBA is just watching, just like pulling up YouTube of Shakeem or not Shakeem. <laughs> Shakeem, Shakeem, Shakeem O, Shakeem Olajuwon. Oh God! All right, Every... Shakeem Olajuwon, people. He has amazing post moves and can't shoot a three free throw. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say the dream shake and Shakeem, and I just said Shakeem. Shakeem. All right, you know I actually is kinda... Shakeem gonna be the Kazam follow up? I like it. I love it actually. Yay. Shakeem kind of has a ring to it. Anyway, it's not Shakeem. Is it okay? Did this player is this player currently playing in the NBA? No. Dirk again. Think more dominant. Think think an era. Long. Oh, Wilt ago. Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, that makes sense. Wilt Chamberlain had 136 20 point games in a row. You want to know the second longest streak? 92. 92 games. Was it also a big man or not? It was also Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Will Chamberlain probably just like broke his knee in one game, scored nineteen. How far? Do, how far the down season. the list do you have to go to get to a current player? Not very far. Okay. Num- number five has a seventy. Well, they had a seventy-two game streak. Okay. They are an active player. The streak was twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. Steph Curry. Not Steph Curry. Seriously. Yeah. That surprises me because I feel like Steph had. So many. Do you want? Do you want a hint? Yeah. This player played with Steph Curry. Clay Thompson. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Well, what am I talking about? Clay Thompson. <laughs> I mean, Paul, you make me sound stupid because you ask me these <laughs> questions and then I say these answers. And I know. I know they're I'm on like, the spot. Fuck. That sounds well, dumb. Well, but for anyway, everyone, for everyone listening, we clearly didn't prepare because. Shaquem and Clay Thompson. Well, we, we don't ever prepare. That's part of the charm of listening to our wonderful show, which you can get complimentary on any of the streaming websites on the internet. Thank you. Al- shout out to Al Gore's internet, people. Thank you, Al Gore. I feel like I'm going to have to explain how the internet works to you on a separate episode. <laughs> to get to another active player, we have to go down to... Your boy, James Harden. James James Harden had a streak of 57 from 2018 to 2019. Which makes sense. These are high usage players. Like, James Harden is going to get his shots. If he goes 0 for 10 to start the game, he's going to have an 11th shot. And thinking about it more, I guess, maybe, you know, I guess Steph Curry a couple of times early on, but probably part of the reason he's not even close to high is the injury. I mean, the amount of injuries he's had in his career because you're talking about Kevin Durant had 72, you said? Yep. I mean, Kevin Durant overall, obviously, like, right now he's been dealing with injury stuff, but overall in his career has been fairly healthy. He's had some nice streaks of playing a lot of games and seasons, and so yep. and I don't Steph- know if it counts that or if it, like, is just from where you last played. I'm not sure how they actually do that well, metric. And part of the brilliance of Steph was that he was also a great passer. He is. I talk about him like he's dead. He's just hurt. <laughs> but I mean, he would defer a lot of games because they would he would dribble it down the court, he would get doubled, he'd pass it off. All of a sudden, you have Kevin Durant running a four on three, and Kevin Durant's going to score some buckets, you know. And Steph was fine with that. He wasn't ever the superstar that needed to get his twenty points and twenty shots up. Shout out to Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Steph Curry. 
I mean, shout out to Steph Curry too. Steph Curry has not been my favorite player in the NBA, but I do think so. Paul and I were talking about this the other night, actually. I think currently, based on injuries and everything else, I think Steph Curry is underrated. Because even though we all know how great he is, even though we all know what he's capable of, there's kind of this, like, we're kind of unsure about how he's going to be going forward. And, well, and the Warriors next year aren't talked about as being title favorites, probably because they don't have Durant, but they yeah, also Yeah, but they wanted... have Andrew Wiggins. I mean, they're probably going to win the title. Okay, I mean, I know you're biased as a Timberwolves fan, but Wiggins I'm, is... I'm not, actually, at all. <laughs> Wiggins is not the Messiah, actually. But I, mean... I know very well, Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> uh, l- let me just reiterate. Probably shouldn't trade for him unless you have to. <laughs> We'll see how Wiggins fits in with the Warriors. If he can play a Harrison Barnsey type role, and that, they'll be fine. And that's the exact thing they're trying to run back. They're like, look, 2015, we won the title. I think it was 2015. And we didn't have Kevin Durant. And we still won it. Maybe it was 2016. Mm-hmm. 2015? Well, I guess I don't know. <laughs> you can see we're so prepared with our statistics. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, they won a title without KD, and that's what they're going on. They're like, look, we still have Klay Thompson. We still have Steph Curry. We now have uh, Andrew Wiggins. We still have Draymond Green. We have a fifth body, probably Kevon Looney, who's going to start. And honestly, I mean... That's a team to be afraid of. For some teams, but the West is the West. It's going to be so interesting to see how the West progresses in the next couple of years because while they have the West has been so consistent and really had kind of kind of like elder statesman teams for a while when you had the Spurs and the Mavs and now you have these young teams coming up right like Utah like Denver like Phoenix the Bubble Suns undefeated I wish they had gotten in somehow that would have been really fun to see um, would the Bubble Suns have beaten the Lakers probably. The Grizzlies? The Grizzlies? Yeah. You never think of those being in the West, but they are. But they are, (laughs) and there are teams that are going to be coming up and getting better and making the playoffs. Golden State, when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are healthy, they will be, I would have to imagine, even in this West, a top four seed, and they will be very dangerous in the playoffs. Someone's going to be out. Yeah, I mean, Portland's been in the playoffs forever. They'll probably still make it. I don't know. They, to me, I mean, obviously they have Nurkic. If he can stay healthy, they have Lillard. They have McCollum, who I like pretty well. But I don't know if he and Lillard are kind of, maybe that's getting close to being done. Maybe that experiment's being close to over. I don't know. Because they, I mean, they've made the playoffs, but they've not done really anything much. No, but that's because they've hit all these other teams, though, too. It's so tough. Honestly, we're just lucky as fans to have so much good talent in the NBA. And it's distributed fairly evenly. It's been so lopsided for a long time that the West was was just clearly the better conference. And I think they still are. Well, and the East just went through LeBron for the last 10 years. And, yeah, LeBron goes to the West, which is just unfair. Um, But now these East teams are like, all right, we're going to stockpile and start to compete. Yeah, you know, the East has been impressive because they have something. I think they have – it's still a little more – it's still – it's still more top heavy than the West for sure, but the quality of teams is, I mean, top of the East versus top of the West is a lot more even than I think it used to be. 
I thought Milwaukee was going to win the series or the the finals these past two years. Clearly, I was wrong. Didn't even make it out of the second round this year. But I mean, they on paper they have a very good team. And Toronto is still amazing. Toronto is still Toronto. Boston is looking really good. I mean, they're going to be a problem for a while. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to be just uh, oh man, just a problem for another decade plus. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum is someone who is just. He is untouchable. You He's twenty two years old. Would you like? Would you trade LeBron for Jason Tatum? Yeah, I would, because you'd get a title probably. You put LeBron on those Celtics, he'd win a title. Yeah, but but who else would you even trade Jason Tatum for? Probably nobody else. Like he's he's so young and he's so good. Yes. Yeah, I think. Are there any other players that you? Because I I think you'd probably trade any player for LeBron. You probably do. Any player. In unless like I'm thinking of my homeboys in Atlanta where they're they're not expecting to win a title, right? Like LeBron on the LeBron on the Hawks will make the playoffs, but they won't win a title. Sure, but I'm talking like young superstars that seem untouchable. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. You you're right though, you probably still do trade for him. Trade anybody. Yeah. For LeBron. I mean You would trade Cat for LeBron? Yeah. You just kind of have to. Cat's incredible. I love Cat. Shout but, out to Cat. But if you went to Boston and you were like, "Hey, we'll give you Cat, you give us Tatum," they'd probably be like, "No, we're good." Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. And I also don't know if the Wolves would take Tatum for Cat. I think you might take Tatum for Cat. I don't know. I mean, look. T- I, t- either t- way, either way, I feel fine as a fan because as an as an impartial fan. If they were like, would you rather have Tatum or Cat on your team? I would take Tatum. So, speaking of being an impartial fan, um, we'll go more into draft stuff after the season, but you know, the Wolves have the number one pick. So, and the Hawks have the number six pick. When the Wolves and the Hawks trade and John Collins is on the Wolves, how yeah, are you going to feel about fuck that, Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feel like, fuck you, it's not going to happen. You can't take my boy John Collins. By the way. Shout out to John Collins. He averaged a 20 and 10. And no one really talks about it. It's been fun to like, it's, it's been kind of fun for Paul and I to like, you know, know the teams that we root for very well and talk about it to each other. Cause like, obviously both of our teams suck. And so, and so a lot of people... Matt keeps trying to trade scrubs for our best player. <laughs> He's like, what if we give you a Kogi? You for don't Collins know. I would not, up? I would not trade a Kogi for John Collins. <laughs> I love Josh. Ako- <laughs> By the way, shout out to Josh Kogi, Obi-Wan Kogi. All right. He's like, we'll re-sign Malik Beasley and trade, <laughs> trade him for John Collins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Malik Beasley is, that's kind of a thing right now. I'm not going to address oh, yeah. that because oh, there's shit. some legal issues oh, yeah, right shit. now with Malik Beasley. All right. <laughs> No, but it's it's been it's been really fun to like talk about our rosters and different players because no one around the league gives a shit about the Wolves and the Hawks, no. and so it's actually been fun to learn about Hawks players that I wouldn't have normally learned about and be like, yeah, John Collins is a legit player, at, like just fucked around after twenty ten, and no one talks about him. Yeah. I mean, Bam, who has been excellent in the playoffs, but Bam regular season stats aren't as good as John Collins. No, and there John is- Collins is a forty percent three point shooter. And there, there is a little bit, you know, people bring up the argument of empty calories on a bad team type of effect, but he's also just a very good player. And well, let, me, let me bring that up and back it up a little bit. Empty calories on a bad team, you could argue, but a lot of times become 
solid calories <laughs> on a really good team. The example I'll give is Kevin Love. As a Wolves fan, Kevin yep. Love was a monster. I remember oh, that 30-30, yeah. the 31 points, 31 rebound game against New York in 2010. It was so fun to watch. He was such a fun player. Just had monster stats. Went to Cleveland. Wins his the stats, title. His stats weren't as big, but he was still a really good player on a championship team. So, And even before that, KG, your boy. Right. I mean, because Minnesota's been bad forever, so we can just go through every decent Minnesota player. Which isn't a very long list, but, you know, <laughs> I mean... But, yeah. K, but KG was great, obviously. Except those Minnesota teams he was on were better than any of the teams that Kevin Love was on. They were. By far. They were, but still. And they made goes, a Western Conference Finals, so, uh, you know. Yeah, but then he goes to Boston, and they're just like, what if we win a title? <laughs> what if we take it to the promised land that you'll never see in Minnesota because it's a cursed franchise? Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, hey, as a, Haw- as a Hawks fan whose only championship came from the ABA <laughs> in the St. Louis Hawks, I don't really have a lot of room to talk shit. This is why this works. This is why. <laughs> this is why. And, and I think part of our, you know, it's like our bitterness just translates well into shit talking about everybody else. It's great. It's what we do. Um. So that said, we're gonna watch Game Five. We're going to have hot takes. Probably not because the Lakers will probably win and there won't be that many takes after it, but we'll be back after that one. Yeah, we'll watch game five. We'll recap game five. If it's the, so if it's, if game five is it, what I'm guessing we'll do is probably like a quick game five recap, probably recap the season. And if we have enough time, I would love Paul and I are going to each do our own top 10 list of players in the NBA. And yeah. we might be able to hit that next time. Cause I'm pretty excited to share who I think are my top 10. Cause it's changed a little bit. <laughs> it's probably going to be some hot takes on there. going to be some motherfucking hot takes. I see quiet Leonard's name on a list. <laughs> <laughs> Better said trash. <laughs> Number 10, quiet Leonard trash. <laughs> For those of you that haven't seen the great YouTube video, Doc Rivers impression, it's great. Yeah, I don't remember who put it out there. I don't we just, know. We should. We got to find that for next episode and shout out that guy because he was hilarious. It was great. That was awesome. Um, You're trash. <laughs> game four, game four. Anthony Davis hit that floor. Yeah. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. Basketballers.